Been how? Ah, with three or four loggerheads amongst three or four score hogsheads. I have sounded the very bass string of humility. <coughs> so uh, I am sworn brother to a leash of drawers, and I can call them all by their Christian names, like Tom, Dick, and Francis. They take it already upon their salvation that though I be but Prince of Wales, yet I am the king of courtesy. And tell me flatly, I am no proud jack like Falstaff, but a Corinthian, a lord of metal, a good boy by the Lord, so they call me. And when I am king of England, I shall command all the good lads in East Cheap. They call drinking deep, dying scarlet. And when you breathe in your watering, they cry, hey, and bid you play it off. To conclude, I am so good proficient in one quarter of an hour that I can drink with any tinker in his own language during my life. I, I tell thee, Ned, thou hast lost much honor that thou wert not with me in this action. Oh, but sweet Ned. To sweeten which name of Ned I give thee this pennyworth of sugar, clapped even now into my hand by an underskinner, one that never spake other English in his life than eight shillings and sixpence, and you're welcome with this shrill addition, anon, anon, sir, score a pint of the bastard in the half moon, or so. But, but Ned, to drive away the time till Falstaff come, I prithee, do thou stand in some by-room while I question my punny drawer to what end he gave me the sugar. And do thou never leave calling Francis, and his tale to me be nothing but alone. Step aside and I'll show thee a precedent. Francis! Oh, thou art perfect. Francis! Come here to Francis. Uh, my lord. <clears throat> How long hast thou to serve, Francis? Uh, for five years, and as much as to- Francis! Five year. By your lady, a long lease for the clinking of pewter. But Francis, dearest thou be so valiant as to play the coward with thy indenture and show it a fair pay of heels and run from it? Oh, Lord, sir, <laughs> I'll be sworn upon all the books of England I could find in my heart. Francis! Stand on, sir. Uh, how old art thou, Francis? Oh, let me see. Uh, about Michael, Miss Next, I shall be- Francis! Stand on, sir. Pray stay a little, my lord. Nay, but hark you, Francis, for the sugar thou givest me, t'was a pennyworth, was not? Oh, Lord, I would it would have been too. 
<laughs> I will give thee three for it, a thousand pound. Ask me when thou wilt, and thou shalt have it. Francis! Anon! Anon! Anon, Francis! No, Francis, but tomorrow, Francis, or Francis a Thursday, or indeed Francis, when thou wilt. But Francis. My lord? Wilt thou rob this leathern, jerky, crystal button, non-painted agate ring, puke stocking, caddis garter, smooth tongue, Spanish pouch? Oh, Lord. Sir. Who do you mean? Why, then, your brown bastard is your only drink. For look you, Francis, your white canvas doublet will sully. In Barbary, sir, it cannot come to so much. What, sir? Francis! Oh, away with you, rogue! Dost thou not hear them call? What? Standest thou still and hears such a calling? Look to the guests within! My lord, <laughs> old Sir John with a half dozen or more are at the door. Uh, shall I let them in? Let them alone a while and then open the door. Point! Anon, anon, sir. Uh, sir, a Falstaff and the rest of the thieves are at the door. Shall we be merry? As merry as crickets, my lad. But hark ye, what cunning match have you made with this jest of the drawer? Come, what's the issue? I, I am now of all humors that have showed themselves humors since the old day of Goodman Adam to the pupil age of this present 12 o'clock at midnight. Uh, what's the o'clock, Francis? I know, I know, sir. That ever this fellow should have fewer words than a parrot, and yet the son of a woman. His industry is upstairs and downstairs, his eloquence the parcel of a reckoning. I am not yet of Percy's mind, the hotspur of the north. He that kills me some six or seven dozen a scot at breakfast, washes his hands and says to his wife, fly upon this quiet life, I won't work. Oh, my sweet Harry, says she, how many hast thou killed today? Give me my own horse a drench, says he, and answers, some fourteen an hour after. A trifle, a trifle. I prithee, call him Falstaff. I'll play Percy, and that damned brawn shall play Dame Mortimer, his wife. Riddle, say the drunkard. Call in ribs. Call in tallow. Welcome, Jack. Where hast thou been? A plague of all cowards, I say, and a vengeance too. Merry and amen. Give me a cup of sap, boy. Where I lead this life long, I'll sow nether stocks and mend them and foot them to a plague of all cowards. Ugh. Give me a cup of sack, rogue. Is there no virtue ex? Didst thou never see Titan kiss a dish of butter, a <laughs> full-hearted Titan, that melted the sweet tail of the suns? If thou didst, thou behold that compound. Rogue, here's lime in this sack, too. <laughs> There's nothing but roguery to be found in villainous men. Yet a coward is worse than a cup of sack with lime in it. A villainous coward, go thy ways, old Jack, die when thou wilt. <sighs> if manhood, good manhood, be not forgot upon the 
face of the earth, and I am a shotten herring. There live not three good men unchanged in England, and one of them is fat and grows old. God help the wild, bad world, I say. I would, I were a weaver. I could sing psalms or anything. A plague of all cowards, I say, still. Uh, how now, Wolsack, what mutter you? King's son, if I do not beat thee out of thy kingdom with a dagger of laugh and drive all these subjects afore thee like a flock of wild geese, I'll never wear hair on my face more, you prince of Wales. Why, you horse and round man, what's the matter? Are you not a coward? Answer me to that, and poins there. Zones, ye fat paunch, and ye call me coward. By the Lord, I'll stab thee. I call thee coward. I'll see thee damned ere I call thee coward. I would give a thousand pounds. I could run as fast as thou canst. You are straightened up in the shoulders. You care not who sees your back. Call you that backing of your friends? A plague upon such backing. Give me them that will face me. Give me a cup of sack. I am a rogue and I drunk today. Oh, villain, thy lips are scarce wiped since thou drunkest last. Who's <gasps> one for that? A plague of all cowards, still I say. What's the matter? What's the matter? There be four of us here have taken a thousand pounds this day morning. <gasps> Where is it, Jack? Where is it? Where is it? Taken from us it is. A hundred upon poor four of us. What, a hundred men? I am a rogue. If I were not at half sword with a dozen of them two hours together, I have stick by miracle. I am eight times thrust through the doublet or through the hose. My buckler cut through and through my sword hacked like a handsaw. Erce signum. I never dealt better since I was a man. All would not do a plague of all cowards. Let them speak. If they speak more or less the truth, they are villains and sons of darkness. Speak, sirs. How was it? We four set upon some dozen. Sixteen at least, my lord. And bound them. No, no, they were not bound. You rogue, they were bound. Every man of them, or I am a Jew else, an Hebrew Jew. As we were sharing, some six or seven fresh men set upon us. And unbound the rest, and then come in the other. Whoa, he fought you with them all? All? I know not what you call all, but if I fought not with 50 of them, I am a bunch of radish. If there were not two or three and 50 upon poor old Jack, then am I no two-legged creature. I pray God you have not murdered some of them. Nay, that's past praying for. I have peppered two of them, too. I am sure I have paid two rogues in buckram suits. I tell thee what, Hal. If I tell thee a lie, spit in my face. Call me horse. 
thou knowest my old ward. Here I lay, and thus I bore my point. Four roads in Buckram that drive at me. Thus it is but two even now. Well, I told thee four. I, I, he said four. These four came all affront and mainly thrust at me. I made me no more ado, but took all their seven points in my charge. Seven? Why, there were but four even now. In Buckram? Aye, four in Buckram suits. Seven. By these hilts, or I am a villain else. Uh, Prithee, let him alone. We shall have more anon. Stop, hear me, Al. Aye, and mark thee too, Jack. Do so, for it is worth the listening to. These nine in Buckram uh, that I So two more on, already. Their points being broken. Down <clears throat> fell their hose. Began to give me ground. But I followed me close, came in foot and hand, and with a thought seven of the eleven I paid. Oh, monstrous, eleven Buckram men grown out of two. But as the devil would have it, three misbegotten knaves in Kendall Green came at my back. And let drive at me, for it was so dark, Hal, that thou couldst not see my hand. Uh, these lies are like their father that begets them, gross as a mountain, open, palpable. Why, thou clay-brained guts, thou naughty, pated fool, thou whoreson, obscene, greasy tallow catch. Ah, what? Art thou mad? Art thou mad? Is not the truth the truth? What? How couldst thou know these men in Kendall Green when it was so dark thou couldst not see thy hand? Come, tell us your reasons. What sayest thou to this? Come, your reason, Jack, your reason. What? Upon compulsion? Zooms. And I were at the Strapado, or all the wrecks in the world, I would not tell you upon compulsion. Give you a reason on compulsion? If reasons were as plentiful as blackberries, I would give no man a reason upon compulsion. I... I'll no longer be guilty of this sin. This sanguine coward, this bed presser, this horse backbreaker, this huge hill of flesh. Blood! You snarling, you elf skin, you dried neat's tongue, you bull's pizzle, you stockfish over a breath to utter what is like thee, you tailor's yard, you sheep, you bouquets, you vile standing tot. You well, well, breathe a while and then to it again, and when thou hast tired thyself in base comparisons, hear me speak but this. Mark, Jack. We two saw you four set on four and bound them and were masters of their wealth. <clears throat> Mark now how a plain tale shall put you down. Then did we two set on you four and with a word outfaced you from your prize and have it. Yea, and can show it you here in this house. And Falstaff, you carried your guts away as nimbly with as quick dexterity and roared for mercy and still run and roared as I ever heard Bullcalf. 
What a knave art thou to hack thy sword as thou hast done and then say it was in fight. What trick, what device, what starting hole canst thou now find out to hide thee from this open and apparent shame? Come, let's hear, Jack. What trick hast thou now? <laughs> Oh, by the Lord, I knew ye as well that he that made ye. <laughs> Why hear you, my masters? <clears throat> Was it for me to kill the heir apparent? Should I turn upon the true prince? Why, thou knowest, I am as valiant as Hercules. But the rare instinct, the lion will not touch the true prince. Instinct is a great matter. I was now a coward on instinct. I shall think the better of myself and thee during my life, I for a valiant lion and thou for a true prince. But by the Lord, lads, I am glad you have the money. Hostess, clap to the doors, watch tonight, pray tomorrow. Gallants, lads, boys, hearts of gold, all the titles of good fellowship come to you. What, shall we be merry? Shall we have a play extempore? Content, and the argument shall be thy running away. Ah, no more of that, Hal, and now lovest me. Oh, Jesu, my lord the prince. Uh, how now, my lady the hostess, what sayest thou to me? Mary, my lord, there's a nobleman of the court at door would speak with you. He says he comes from your father? I give him as much as will make him a royal man and send him back again to my mother. What manner of man is he? An old man. What doth gravity out of his bed at midnight? Shall I give him his answer? Oh, prithee do, Jack. Mm, faith, then I'll send him packing. <clears throat> now, sirs... By our lady, you fought fair. So did you, Petto. So did you, Bardolph. You are lions, too. You ran away upon instinct. You will not touch the true prince. No fight. Faith, I ran when I saw others run. Uh, Faith, tell me now in earnest, how came Falstaff's sword so hacked? Why, he hacked it with his dagger and said he would swear truth out of England, but he would make you believe it was done in fight and persuaded us to do the like. Yea, and to tickle our noses with spear grass to make them bleed, and then to beslubber our garments with it and swear it was the blood of true men. I did that I did not this seven year before. I blushed to hear his monstrous devices. Oh, villain, thou stolest a cup of sack 18 years ago and wert taken with the manor, and ever since thou hast blushed extempore. Thou hadst fire and sword on thy side, and yet thou rannest away. What instinct hadst thou for it? My lord, do you see these meteors? Do you behold these exhalations? I do. What think you they portend? Hot livers and cold purses. Color, my lord, if taken rightly. No, oh, if rightly taken. Halter. <laughs> oh, here comes lean Jack. Here comes bare bones. 
How now, my sweet creature of bombast? How long is to go, Jack, since thou sawest thine own knee? Ah, my own knee. <laughs> when I was about thy years, Hal, I was not an eagle's talon in the waist. I could have crept into any alderman's thumb ring. Mm. A plague of sighing and grief. It blows a man up like a bladder. As villainous news abroad. Here was Sir John Barcy from your father. You must to the court in the morning. That same mad fellow of the north, Percy, and he of Wales, that gave a mammon the bastado and made Lucifer cuckold and swore the devil his true liegeman upon the cross of a Welsh hook. What a plague call you him. Oh, Glendower. Ah, Owen. Owen the same. And his son-in-law, Mortimer, an old Northumberland, and that sprightly Scot of Scots, Bugulus, that runs a horseback up the hill perpendicular. He, he that rides at high speed and with his pistol kills a sparrow flyer. Mm, you have hit it. So did he never the sparrow? Well, that rascal hath good metal in him. He will not run. Why, what a rascal art thou then to praise him so for running? A horseback, ye cuckoo, but afoot he will not budge afoot. Yes, Jack, upon instinct. I grant you, upon instinct. Well, he is there too, and one mordake, and a thousand blue caps more. Worcester is stolen away tonight. Thy father's beard is turned white with the news. You may buy land now as cheap a stinking mackerel. Well, then, it is like if there come a hot June in this civil buffeting hold, we shall buy maidens' heads as they buy hobnails by the hundreds. By the mass, lad, thou sayest true. It is like we shall have good trading that way. But tell me, Hal, art not thou horrible afeard, thou being heir apparent, the world pick thee out of three such enemies again as that fiend Douglas, that spirit Percy, and that devil Glendower? Art thou not horribly afraid? Doth not thy blood thrill at it? Not a whit, I faith. <laughs> I lack some of thy instinct. Well, thou wilt be horribly chide tomorrow when thou comest to thy father. If thou love me, Practice an answer. Uh, do thou stand for my father and examine me upon the particulars of my life. Shall I? Not content. This chair shall be my state, this dagger my scepter, and this cushion my crown. Thy state is taken for a joint stool, thy golden scepter for a leaden dagger, and thy precious rich crown for a pitiful bald crown. Well, and the fire of grace be not quite out of thee. Now shalt thou be moved. Give me a cup of sack to make my eyes look red, that it may be thought I have wept. For I must speak in passion, and I will do it in King Cambysius's vein. That well, here is my leg. Ah, and here is my speech. Stand aside, nobility. Oh, Jesu, this is excellent sport, the faith. Weep not, sweet queen, for trickling tears are vain. 
Oh, the father, how he holds his countenance. For God's sake, lords, convey my tristful queen, for tears do stop the floodgate of her eyes. Oh, Chesu, he doth it as like one of these harlotry players as ever I see. Ah, uh, peace, good pint pot. Peace, good tickled brain. Harry, I do not only marvel where thou spendest thy time, but also how thou art accompanied. For though art chamomile, the more it is trodden on, the faster it grows. Yet youth, the more it is wasted, the sooner it wears. That thou art my son, I have partly thy mother's word, partly my own opinion, but chiefly a villainous trick of thine eye, and a foolish hanging of thy nether lip that doth warrant me. If then thou be son to me, here lies the point. Why, being son to me, art thou so pointed at? Shall the blessed son of heaven prove a mickler and eat blackberries? A question not to be asked. Shall the son of England prove a thief and take purses? A question to be asked. There is a thing, Harry, which thou hast often heard of, and it is known to many in our land by the name of pitch. This pitch, as ancient writers do report, doth defile. So doth the company thou keepest. For Harry, now I do speak to thee in drink, but in tears, not in pleasure, but in passion not in words only, but in woes also. And yet there is a virtuous man whom I have often noted in thy company, but I know not his name. What manner of man in it like your majesty? A goodly portly man, if faith, and a corpulent of a cheerful look, a pleasing eye, and a most noble carriage. And as I think, his age some mm, 50 or by a lady inclining to threescore. And now I remember me. His name is Falstaff. <laughs> if that man should be lewdly given, he deceiveth me for Harry, I see virtue in his looks. If then the tree may be known by the fruit, as the fruit by the tree, then preemptorily, I speak it. There is virtue in that false staff. Him keep with, the rest vanish. And tell me now, thou naughty varlet, tell me, where hast thou been this month? Dost thou speak like a king? Oh, do thou stand for me, I'll play my father. Depose me? If thou dost in half so gravely, so majestically, both in word and matter, Hang me up by the heels for a rabbit sucker or a poulter's hair. Well, here I am set. And here I stand. Judge me, my masters. Now, Harry, whence come you? My noble lord, from East Chief. The complaints I hear of thee are grievous. Oh, so blood, my lord, they are false. Nay, I'll tickle ye for a young principate. Swearest thou ungracious boy? Henceforth ne'er look on me. 
Thou art violently carried away from grace. There is a devil haunts thee in the likeness of an old fat man. A ton of man is thy companion. Why dost thou converse with that trunk of humors, that bolting hutch of beastliness, that swollen parcel of dropsy, that huge bombard of sack, that stuffed cloak bag of guts, that roasted manning tree ox with the pudding in his belly, that reverend vice, that gray inequity, that father ruffian, that vanity in years. Wherein is he good but to taste sack and drink it? Wherein neat and cleanly but to carve a cap on and eat it? Wherein cunning but in craft? Wherein crafty but in villainy? Wherein villainous but in all things? Wherein worthy but in nothing? I would your grace would take me with you. Who means your grace? That villainous, abominable misleader of youth, Falstaff, the old white-bearded Satan. My lord, the man I know. I know thou dost. But to say I know more harm in him than in myself were to say more than I know. That he is old, the more the pity. His white hairs do witness it. But that he is, saving your reverence, a whoremaster, that I utterly deny. If sack and sugar be a fault, God help the wicked. If to be old and merry be a sin, then many an old host that I know is damned. If to be fat be to be hated, then Pharaoh's lean kine are to be loved. No, my good Lord, banish Peto. Banish Bardolph, banish Poins, for sweet Jack Falstaff, kind Jack Falstaff, true Jack Falstaff, valiant Jack Falstaff, and therefore more valiant being as he is old Jack Falstaff. Banish not him thy Harry's company, banish not him thy Harry's company, banish plump Jack, and banish all the world. I do. I will. Oh, my lord, my lord. The sheriff with the most monstrous watch is at the door. Out, ye rogue. Play out the play. I have much to say in the behalf of that false staff. Oh, Jesus, my lord, my lord. Hey, hey, the devil rides upon a fiddlestick. What's the matter? The sheriff and all the watch are at the door. They are come to search the house. Shall we let them in? Dost thou hear how? Never call a true piece of gold a counterfeit. Thou art essentially mad without seeming so. And thou art a natural coward without instinct. I deny your major. If you will deny the sheriff, so. If not, let him enter. If I become not a cart, as well as another man, a plague upon my bringing up. I hope I shall be as soon be strangled with a halter as another. Uh, go, hide me behind the arras. Uh, the rest walk up above. Now, my master's for a true face and good conscience. Both which I have had, but their date is out, and therefore I'll hide me. Call in the sheriff. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Sheriff, 
What is your will with me? First, pardon me, my lord. A hue and cry hath followed certain men unto this house. Uh, what men? One of them is well known, my gracious lord. A gross, fat man. As fat as butter. The man, I do assure you, is not here, for I myself at this time have employed him. And Sheriff, I will engage my word to thee that I will by tomorrow dinner time send him to answer thee or any man for anything he shall be charged with all. And so let me entreat you, leave the house. I will, my lord. There are two gentlemen have in this robbery lost 300 marks. It may be so. If he have robbed these men, he shall be answerable. And so, farewell. Good night, my noble lord. I think it is good morrow, is it not? Indeed, my lord. I think it be two o'clock. This oily rascal is known as well as Paul's. Go call him forth. Falstaff! Fast asleep behind the heiress and snorting like a horse. Hark! How do he fetch his breath? Search his pockets. What hast thou found? Nothing but papers, my lord. Let's see what they be. Read them. Item, a capon, two shilling, two pence. Item, sauce, four pence. Item, sack, two gallons, five (laughs) shillings, eight pence. Item, anchovies and sack after supper, two shillings, six pence. Item, bread, halfpenny. Oh, monstrous. But one half penny worth of bread to this intolerable deal of sack? What there is else, keep close. We'll read it at more advantage. There, let him sleep till day. All to the court in the morning. We must all to the wars and thy places shall be honorable. I'll procure this fat rogue a charge of foot and I know his death will be a march of 12th score. Uh, the money shall be paid back again with advantage. Uh, be with me betimes in the morning and so good morrow, Pito. Good morrow, good my lord. <laughs>